it's otherwise excellent. That's Dreamers Never Die, the Ronnie James Dio documentary, which I saw the other day. And Ronnie James Dio was an incredible talent and my favourite metal singer. And I remember, and I'll recount this story again, I remember seeing him in a fairly small hall for the Masters of the Moon um, tour, which is an excellent album of his, his bands. And I thought, I don't think you need the microphone here. Your band are making a lot of noise, but I think you could actually do this without the microphone because your voice is so strong. And the documentary does show what a single-minded and interesting and lovely person he was. And more about that on another podcast. But what you generally get ballyhooed, and this is understandable, is if we're talking about his work with Sabbath, you talk about um, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules, of course you do. You talk about the breakup around Live Evil, of course you do. And then generally, you talk about them getting back together because that's the good story, isn't it? And that was towards the time of, of his sad death. And I love the band Heaven and Hell. You know, I, it's a great album. And I saw them on that tour and he looked, it sounded great. Looked good, sounded great, the band sounded great. So that's the sort of... Came to them when he was at a low ebb, and so were they. Produced two superb albums with them. Then there was an acrimonious breakup, and then they came back together and squared the circle, and everything was great. But that misses one thing. On the documentary, there's a section that talks about Dio's... Ronnie James Dio and metal musics, um, and sort of true heavy metal music, if you like, they're the lack of sales around grunge, and that Ronnie James Dio and Dio saw the decline in sales and carried on with a single-minded determination to carry on, and things turned around for him. And in that section in the documentary, you see albums come up. And one of them isn't an album that's his. It's the album with Black Sabbath that people don't remember. It's from 1992 and it's called Dehumanizer. And it's absolutely brilliant. And the reason why I'm talking about it now is because when I saw the documentary, I thought, hang on, somebody else. Another documentary, which is otherwise brilliant, I'm not knocking the documentary or anybody involved in it, but another documentary which overlooks a superb album. And it's extraordinary because it sees Ronnie James Dio and, and Vinnie Peace coming back, but also it's the first Sabbath album. And remember, Sabbath were around the sort of wilderness years around this time. First Sabbath album to feature Geezer Butler in nine years. And it's just overlooked. Like Forbidden, like Cross Purposes, like, like those Sabbath albums that... There, there is a sort of attempt to to revisit albums like Eternal Idol and Seventh Star, and quite rightly so. And I've got a bit of a love for Forbidden, to be honest. Um... And those Tony Martin albums, you know, but um, 
this one is one that just is forgotten. And it's surprising because it's with Wayne James Dio. It's a great album. And also, it was linked to Wayne's World. One of the tracks on this album, Time Machine, is linked to Wayne's World. And it's... It's a great, great piece of work. It wasn't successful, it seems. You know? Um, they had Cozy Powell involved, I think they said. Um, in, in the first instance. And... Um, Maybe that's why they've not revisited it. But what it does is it gives you all of the kind of, all the heaviness that Tony Iommi's riffs and that Geezer Butler's jazzy bass playing, frankly, bring you. But it's also got Ronnie James Dio's huge vocal and his melodic vocal lines. It's really accessible. Computer God starts with a big beat and a pushy, really pushy, pushy beat, but a riff, should I say. But the production of this album as well, just, um, it just opens things. It was produced by Mac. Um, and it's been reissued, by the way, but... There's loads of air in this. It's got a real openness. It it doesn't... It's not monolithic. Quite a lot of Sabbath albums are monolithic. They're big. They're monolithic. They, they're huge. Crushing. There's none of that here. It has a really open face. It says, here's the music. Opening the doors to you now. So Computer God is big, but so melodic, so accessible. It also has a moment where it, because it's kind of, it's kind of large and mid-paced. And then later on, it just races around a bit for sheer joy. There is a big Sabbath monolithic slow feel in the next track, after all. But when you get to TV crimes, it's, it's running about energetic, lovely radio rock. Time Machine's the same thing, it grinds, but it's just got that lovely open face with a sweet, rangy solo in it. I is, you know, the vocal's hard and pushy, it's self-assured, you know. Ronnie sounds absolutely self-assured here. It, the, the vocal is hard, it's pushy, because it's called I. This track is called I, so fair enough. And, and like a lot of the tracks here, it manages to be Hard as stone, tough as old boots, but really catchy. I don't think they managed that on any of these albums of this kind of period. I don't think they did. Buried Alive has, um, it's got a kind of lilting bridge to it, a light, light bridge. And there's a size here, but it's open. It's a, it's a, it doesn't sound like Heaven and Hell. It doesn't sound like Mob Rules. It does sound like something from the early 90s. It does sound like accessible, melodic metal. And also, melodic radio metal. But it's beautifully done. The band sound energised. Ronnie James Dio sounds fantastic. The album itself is wonderful. 
Why don't people talk about it more often? Well, I will, and I won't stop until more people start talking about it. Great album. Overlooked. Shouldn't be. Ta-ta.